Interested in upgrading or downgrading your home? First time buyer? TPS, DACA, or ITIN? Not a problem. Call or text Yamilef Estrada with the MG team at Rowe Real Estate for all your real estate needs at 479-616-8854. Hey everyone, this is the District 3 Podcast, episode 67. This is Irvin. Uh, Manny couldn't join us for this podcast episode, but uh, we're going to try to do our best to make sure that we can do it on our own and successful. Today, we have a, uh, a friend, a guest who actually lives pretty close to me, actually. Um, she's actually running for Springdale City Council, Ward 1, Position 2. Mayra Carrillo, thank you for joining us today. Hola, muchísimas gracias. Thank you for having me. How long have you lived at that address, Mayra? About 10 years, like really close to 10 years that I lived here. I was talking to Mayra because, uh, to my Mayra, my wife. And yeah, just to be clear, there's two Mayras yeah, in Irvin's life. Because <laughs> we get that confused. I mean, I don't really get that confused, but the people get that confused sometimes. They really do confuse uh, me for your Mayra. But I was talking to my Mayra and because um, we're currently looking for a house uh, in the area, which I think we found one. Hopefully on Monday, oh, great. We'll, we'll get the house or not. It's in Springdale, so. Stay in your yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, she was telling me that whenever you purchased your house, I think you said something about it being like super cheap compared to what house prices are right now. Because oh. the house that we're looking at is like 200000 No, No. <laughs> Mine was like a quarter of that. Oh, man. I remember that whenever we bought our first house, like as a family, uh, not me and Myra, but like my actual family, like my dad and my mom and, and uh, my first family, I guess. Um, we bought a house for like $80,000 and it was pretty, it was nice, you know, but now the, the prices of the houses are up and everything and it's just, just expensive, but it is what it is. We're, we're happy that you're here, Maida, and we just kind of want to background information on you just so people can kind of get to know you a little bit better. Where's your family originally from? Okay. So me and my family, uh, we, I was born in Mexico city. Uh, and in 1979, <laughs> and no, no we, <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my, I was born in Mexico city, but my father is actually from, um, Michoacan and my mom is from Villa Guerrero, which is El Estado de Mexico. Uh, so close to, um, Mexico city, but not quite there. Um, but I think the rest of us who were born in Mexico City, I am the youngest of nine children. Um, with, they're very good Catholic uh, people. And uh, we moved here, uh, well, not here. We moved to the United States when I was around 10 years old. Um, lived in LA for about five years. And then my family slowly decided to move to um, Arkansas because there was job opportunities here. Um, as you all know, bigger city, you know, cost of living is expensive. Jobs are also hard to find, especially for undocumented folks. So um, there was more job opportunities here. And we moved here when I was around in 1995. Mm -hmm. And so I've lived here since 1995. This has been the place that I've lived the longest. So this like Springdale is my home. This is all basically most of what I know. 
and we have we have a work a reoccurring thing on this on this uh, podcast where we have like a bunch of our guests somehow came from mexico went to california and ended up in arkansas it's like a i think that's like the the route that's where you go it's a reoccurring thing some family member from arkansas is like hey it's there's jobs over here there's yeah there's no gangs over here come over here you know oh it was so nice and we end up coming over here so you lived in los angeles or was it like a town close to los angeles I live like uh, I can see the Dodger Stadium where I lived. <laughs> okay, so, so I live really close to downtown LA. Okay. And you moved here in 1995. And uh, mm -hmm. what school did you start at? So that's kind of a, a tricky situation. So we moved from um, to, to Fayetteville. That's where my, my brothers live. So I lived there for a few months, went to Fayetteville High School. And when I talk about this, it's kind of funny because, you know, people see how big uh, Fayetteville is and Springdale is, but at that time in 1995, I was four, I was one out of four, uh, brown students, like let, Latino students, mm -hmm. one out of four. I don't think they had an ESL program. Um, I don't think they were ready for, uh, you know, people that come here from, you know, other, either directly from Mexico or from other places that need English as a sec, you know, to learn how to speak English. I don't think they were prepared for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I was, talk about being culture shock. I was very, um, I was very, very much the minority in that, that um, high school. And then we, I only went like half a semester, maybe a semester there. And then my family decided to move to Springdale because Springdale had the most Latino pop, uh, population. Which wasn't a lot to begin with, right? It wasn't a lot, but it was more than Fayetteville did. Mm. So my family was like, okay, let's move to, to Springdale. And so we did. And um, at Springdale High School, and I think most of you guys are familiar with Springdale High School or should be, or even Springdale schools. Um, so when I say this, it's kind of shocking. I was probably one of 40, maybe 50 students, like uh, Latino students in the entire high school. Mm -hmm. And now if you go to the high school, it's the majority are Latinos or, you know, Marshallese or other ethnicities, but yes. So it was kind of hard um, because you don't, you don't really know where to fit in. Um, people were nice, but not everyone was nice. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I will tell you, and I, I'm being honest with this one, that I learned racial slurs that I never heard in real life in Springdale High School. Mm. I, I, people were not very educated or informed, I should say. They were not um, used to having people of color around them. Um, I hope there's a change now. I think there is. I think people are definitely not um, like that anymore <laughs> at the high school. Yeah. But yeah, it was culture shock. It was a very small community. So we would all, like the small, uh, families that lived in Springdale, we would all hang out. If there was a party, if there was a baptism, if there was something, we were there. We would see each other at the, there was like maybe two stores, um, maybe three Latino stores. So I think I that's remember, helped you in this campaign, right? Just kind of you being here when like, businesses have yes. started, you kind of have a long relationship with them. Cause I've seen that you've been putting up a bunch of signs and all these like Latinx business stuff. And it's not yeah. it like new relationships for you. You've had them. Yeah, no, no. And I, I really, that, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to be very clear that when I'm 
putting signs and let I'll name El Ranchito. We have known El Ranchito family since we moved here. They ask how my mother's doing because they've known her for that long. Um, and um, Taqueria Mexico is one of the other ones that we have known that family since before the current family owns that place. Like we have known that we have been eating at Taqueria Mexico. Yeah. That was one of the first restaurants we went there. So these are relationships I've, I've had since I moved here because of my family. Mm. Um, and it's great because they are all so supportive. And I've, I've heard so many like, yes, echale ganas, we got this, we needed this. Um, and because they know me, yeah, they know, they know my family. I think that's um, one of the so most important things because like back in 2016 when I ran, I was establishing these relationships. I wasn't like they mm -hmm. were new to me, you know, like I was having to speak to the owners and being like, hey, this is, this is my name, this is what I'm about. But I've been noticed mm -hmm. that you've been able to put signs up in, in businesses that I didn't even get to put signs up because you already had these yeah. with people. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I love it because it's, it's, it's more like, yes, of course, of course I would do this. Or so they've called me up and say, when are you gonna put a sign here? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you for you know, letting me have this space. Um, and signs, um, okay, I'll name another one. Uh, Isan, that's a restaurant. That's a Thai. Yeah, I that uh, put a sign there. I was like, that's cool. East, I've been eating at Isan since forever. Yeah. Um, you should eat there if you like it. It's I've been delicious. Um, but Isan, and I'm like, the guy knows me. He knows. He's seen my face many times, and he's like, of course, yes, mm -hmm. because I've built that relationship. And it wasn't. I wasn't building that relationship to be like one day I'm gonna run for. Uh, political office. It was just, I love the community. I love being able to support small businesses here in Springdale. Mm -hmm. And we have delicious food here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of the, the areas in Northwest Arkansas and Arkansas in general that has like a variety. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we have cool Asian food. We have amazing Mexican food. We have mm -hmm. amazing Indian food, you know, and, and that's oh, just yes. part of it. There's just, there's so much to the culture of Springdale, which is uh, super cool. Um, so you said you moved here in 1995. At that time, were there still the sundown uh, signs that were here in Springdale? No, I, I didn't personally see it, but I did hear about it in school. I remember clearly hearing about it because I didn't know what a sundown town was. And, um, but so it was like a few of my friends were like, oh yeah, there used to be a sign by the railroad tracks. Um, I, do not I did not personally see this sign. And um, just to let people know, that for those that don't know, uh, based on what my, my black friends from, from Springdale have told me is that this sign pretty much said, uh, like it was pretty much a warning to black people to not mm -hmm. be out um, after a certain uh, time of the day when it gets dark. Which mm -hmm. I, it's, it's hard for me to even, to even think about that, you know, because now it's like we would never allow something like that now. Of course now, yeah. You know, we would all all of us would jump on top of it in case there was something like that um, still in our city. But to think that like less than 30 years ago, there was, there was these signs still up. It's mind boggling to me. Here's the mind boggling thing that I think it's amazing of our city that we went from having that sign up to having a black lives matter mural off of Emma's Avenue. Shout out to like, the, how the, is right? that? It's the Avenue, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the store called The Avenue. You should shop there too. It's a great store. Um, and we, we have that. And I would have never thought back in 1995 that we would have something like that. 
we have a Black Lives Matter sign and we have a black candidate running for Spring Hill Thank City. you. Shout out Derek Van Vost. Uh, yes, Derek Van Vost is doing some great things. Yeah, right now I think he's actually feeding people. So he's going to be. I think he is. Down to he stays busy. Yeah, he's been, he's been staying busy. So this, this campaign, Mayra, uh, you're the first Latina woman to run for Spring Hill City Council. Um, you're also the first uh, Mexican to Mexican-American to run for the Spring Hill City Council. Um, mm -hmm. What inspired you to run and what does this race mean to you? Um, what inspired me to run? Uh, that's a good question because I feel like it's a, <laughs> it's a long answer. Um, we have time. So <laughs> we have, yeah, we have time. Well, I'm very passionate. So here's what happened. COVID hit us, right? COVID hit us and we were, we were, we had to sit with our thoughts. We had to sit with ourselves and be like, what am I doing? I call it the faces of COVID. You're angry because you're watching things on TV. You're, you know, you're sad. I think maybe you're sad and then you're angry. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, what am I going to do with all these? Or this is what happened to me personally. Um, and then I'm like, what am I going to do with all these emotions that I'm having? What am I going to do with this energy? I want to do something for the community. Um, and so it was like, okay, what, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I'm a big believer in calling out my ancestors and, and asking for guidance. I do that a lot. And it was just one of those things I was like, city council, city council. And why not? And why not? Um, so as being the first Latina, it feels kind of amazing to be able to talk to people in Spanish about this because let's be honest, most of those candidates have not tapped into the Latino community Definitely. because language barrier or whatever you wanted to, the excuse you want, but I'm able to talk to people and they're, and they're listening and they felt like I'm, they feel like I'm listening to them and they feel re like represented because representation matters. Because if you see someone that looks like you, that speaks like you, that maybe has your same story, you are like, I'm comfortable. I can share with you. Mm -hmm. So it means a lot. One of the cool things about, about you as a candidate is that a lot of the time the people that run for Spring Hill City Council, like, uh, you never really see them in the community, you know, but I feel like I've, I've seen you all over the place. I think, the yeah, I mean, we've run into each other. Yeah. I think the first time I saw you was like at a, at a protest for the, the pipeline in South Dakota. I think it was in Fayette. Yes, 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 yes. That was one of the first ones. But you had already shown up on my people you may know. And I was like, I feel like I've seen you, but I don't really know you, but I feel like I've mm -hmm. seen you all over the place. Um, so I think one cool thing is, and one of the things that I always complain about in regards to like Springdale City Council or people just in general that are elected into a position here in Springdale is that I never really see them in the community. Like I never really see them Thank at events, never see them like anywhere. So it's like, mm -hmm. I really don't even know them. So I think it's cool that someone like you who is running, um, you know, is, is, uh, is seen as someone that is like a regular in community events uh, and is always a good ally. Um, why, why do you feel that that's important? Like, do you, um, do you feel that that helps you in this campaign? The fact that like people already kind of have seen you in their community? I think, yeah, because they trust me because they know I don't just like speak about something. They know I'm there. Mm -hmm. They know I'm donating. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ways you can support your community. They know I'm eating at your restaurant, but I'm not just there, but they 
to ask to put, you know, for you to put my sign and then that's it. You'll never see me again. Yeah. They've seen me for years. They've seen me for years at different, you know, at the Peace Walk, yeah. at the Vanessa Guillen um, Memorial. Yeah. They've seen me. I don't have to even post it on social media. I mean, of course I do because it's important, but <clears throat> I do it because this is my passion, because this is my community, because we should bring awareness about different things that are happening. Definitely. Um, and let's talk about your sister. Uh, oh, man, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> Um, I love you, Lilia. <laughs> Lilia, uh, I, I think I added her on Facebook uh, about a year and a half or two years ago, um, just because I know that she is involved in like organizing community so fundraisers. Thanks. No, no, in the Latinx community as Kermeses, you know, um, she would help out with those, and she was just she's just known as yes. someone who like a go-to person. Um, what kind of of impact has she had? in regards to uh, helping your campaign um, these past few weeks? Well, she has been able to help me reach out uh, a lot of the community, like the, I, would, I would like to say the older community members, mm -hmm. um, maybe people that are not, have not been to protest because of fear of different things. Mm -hmm. um, and she's been able to reach out, like help me kind of talk to them about things. Um, She's great. I mean, she, she's a great organizer, guys. She has taught me so much. She's very passionate. And we all get this, by the way, from my pop. My mi papi was just one of those people that will give you the shirt off his back. And um, so, yeah, of course, my sister inspires me. And she annoys me, but she inspires me. <laughs> and she does so much. She has a great voice. And she's not afraid to use it. And she talks about her immigration status mm -hmm. and she's like, yes, but I can still use my voice. And which is great, right? Because I feel like people who um, have uh, uh, immigration status that um, might put them at risk um, are fearful of speaking up. And you shouldn't, you should, you are allowed to have feelings. You're allowed to make complaints. Um, and she's just one of those. And she's like, no, we should complain. We should let people know what's going on. She has a lot of energy. Like I, I she, and she's she not does. like she's not. She a, does. She's not embarrassed to put herself out there. Like and she no. I remember uh, we went to this concert in Van Buren. I'm not sure if you were there, but it was. Of uh, course, I was. She was behind me. Did you see her stand up and dance all over the? <laughs> Didn't that hear me tell her not to do that? <laughs> I, I think I saw you signal at her, but I, I, I saw her. She got up from her chair and she was just dancing around the entire theater. I was like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we were kind of like like parading behind her because even though we don't have the courage to do that, I mean, she does, you know, and she, she does. She doesn't care. I mean, and there's no shame in dancing when you think about it. It was great music. It was Flor de Tolache. Tolache, Tolache yeah. It was in Van yeah. Buren, right? Arkansas? Yeah. I actually learned about that concert thanks to you and Maida. Oh, really? Um, well, I learned about it. Yeah. Well, I think I saw an ad and then I showed it to Maida and she was like. So I thank you. That's a jet. That's a jet. It was a good that's, concert. That's a great concert. But she's been, Lilia has been uh, instrumental in helping you uh, put signs up, right? I, I see yes. that you have been yes. to media with her going around. She's kind of been sending you in the rain to go put signs up in different places. She, she is like, you're going this, you're going this other place. And we're going to talk to this person. And sometimes I, I will say that out of the nine children, I am the shyest, if you can believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so Lily is like, no, you got this. You got this. 
Um, she's a really good ride or die and like hype girl. So, um, and she takes pictures of me like busting my, my butt, like as I'm in the rain, I was drenched and I was like putting up the sign and she's taking pictures with so much pride. Like that's my sis. Um, but yeah, so she's been so helpful and she's, I mean, it's always like, what do you, how can I help you? What can we do? Um, like after this interview, I will be going to, um, deliver more signs and she's coming with me. So yeah, she's, she's a good uh, person to have by your side. Just the fact, the fact of having family that like understands the importance of what a campaign is and the, the change that can lead from winning a campaign, I think it's yes. important, you know, because it's, it's hard specifically with Latinx families, like. You know, when I ran, my family was really busy. Like we, I mean, mm -hmm. my sister's raising kids and like my mom was working uh, mm -hmm. a job from like 3 to 1 a.m., 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. So it was difficult Hi. for family to get involved, you know. So the fact that you have family member there uh, are super effective, which is something that, for example, mm -hmm. Megan Godfrey was able to use. You know, she had her, her husband, her brother, uh, folks within her family circle that were helping her campaign. And I think it's mm -hmm. really effective. And and I, I know that you and your sister just know so many people in the area. And I think that's going to that's gonna prove to, to help you out along uh, Election Day, you know, whenever, whenever everybody, everybody casts their votes. Um, one thing that I've been noticing is that you and Derek Van Gogh specifically have probably the strongest youth support. I've been mm -hmm. seeing a lot of people share your stuff on Instagram, on, on, on mm -hmm. Twitter. Um, what, is that, what does that mean to you to know that, like, the future of Springdale, like, are trusting you to kind of help uh, lead it. First, it's exciting. It's exciting because it's like, we will be passing down that torch. And I, I mean, Derek and I are not the youngest <laughs> of the crew, but as we're inspiring the youth to get involved, that's amazing because yeah. they are the next generation to pick this up and do something with it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's also super important because one of the things that we talked about in the past, Maida, is that there really isn't anybody in the Sprino City Council right now who kind of has extended their hand and said, hey, if you win or if you win, I'll tell you what this job is about. Or just in general, like, hey, this is what the job's about. This is how it looks like on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. There isn't anybody like that. So no. if, if you or Derek... Uh, when it's like you all can start being that bridge to to communities of color, you know that, that can, hey, like I won. This is what the job's about. You don't have to worry about this. This is what you have to prepare yourself for. And I feel like that's super special because that's never really like no one's ever really extended their hand to people of color that are running for office. And you all have the opportunity to do that. Yes, yeah. It's the opportunity. It, the timing has been perfect. I feel like we ha we are two individually strong candidates because we speak to the community because we are part of the community. Because yeah. you don't have to tell me what it's like to not, or, you know, to have car troubles and not and have to walk somewhere. I've done that. You don't have to tell me what it's like to fear, um, you know, things in, in within the community because I felt those fears. Mm. There's experiences that we, like Derek and I have had that not many people that don't look like us have had. And just, I, just the, the scrutiny that you all have gone, you and Derek, I feel like because you all are people of color, 
um, people are just trying to find ways to kind of bring you all down, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's sad because, I mean, the Sprito City Council has been, I mean, let's be brutally honest, it's been mm -hmm. white forever, you know? Yes. It, no I didn't want to use that, but yes, very but white. I mean, based on what I've seen and based on, what, on, on everything that I've researched, there's never been a person of color elected into the Sprito City Council. And yes. in Springdale, we're getting close to reaching, if not like half of the population being uh, immigrant, you know, being people of mm -hmm. color. And it's a shame that we don't have anybody representing us uh, in the Sprino City Council. Um, yes. So that's a, a big task ahead for you, Derek, and for Kevin to, mm -hmm. to hopefully get elected and, and hopefully make that difference. But how, like, is that something that you think about on a, on a daily, weekly basis? The fact that like, you're in a journey here to try to break down barriers in the city that's always been white led by there's never been diversity in elected leadership. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Um, I mean, I'll just speak about myself, right? Um, so I'm a woman, I am an immigrant. I was not born in this country. Um, and I'm just this outspoken little ball of fire and I and I don't know if other people are outspoken as I am and it, yeah you're breaking down barriers you're not letting people those people are not living in my mind friend free that I don't even think about them if you don't like me you know it's unfortunate you might want to get to know me I'm a very likable person and you might want to hear about why I'm passionate about certain things you might want to ask me about my experience you know, different things. Um, and then you might be, a, you know, you might agree why I feel this way. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just the fact that we're hyping people up. I mean, your tu voto es tu voz. And people don't get, you know, don't get to hear that that often. And I don't know what was the question. <laughs> now I'm all like. <laughs> y, y, y cambiando un poco para español, uh, para la gente que habla, que habla español, que está escuchando, Uh, puedes hablar sobre por qué tú crees que es importante que, que la gente inmigrante, la gente latina vote por ti, qué tipo de, de tú, qué, qué piensas que puedes cambiar en lo que es tener algún representante que hable español, que se pueda comunicar con, con personas de habla hispana. ¿Por qué tú crees que eso es importante? Y si lo puedes contestar en español para que la gente que habla español. Claro puede... que sí. Claro que sí, mi primera lengua es español. Este, pues es importante porque cuando uno, y les voy a mencionar este, algo tan simple como ir a la oficina, a la clínica, el doctor, el dentista. Cuando hay alguien en, ese, en esas clínicas que hablan español, uno se siente cómodo. Hasta respiras profundo porque dices, alguien me va a entender. Entonces, imagínate tener a alguien como yo, que hablo español, mi primer lengua es español, soy inmigrante, yo agarré mi ciudadanía hace 10 años, no tengo, desde que nací con la ciudadanía, solamente 10 años. Y hay mucha gente que tiene la misma experiencia, que ha pasado por la misma experiencia inmigratoria que yo pasé, y entonces, tener esa experiencia me conecta con muchas personas. El, de, el poder hablar español me conecto con más personas, porque dices, mira, yo tenía problemas en mi calle por, eh, you know, X, Y, Z, pero no me siento cómoda porque no hablo el inglés, o no hablo el inglés muy bien, y este, me da pena. 
¿qué va a pasar? Me pueden, se pueden comunicar conmigo y no hay problema, no hay eh, la barrera que yo no hablo el inglés, perdón, el español, yo hablo el español. Yo me puedo ir a su casa, a ver señora, explícame qué está pasando. Entonces, te puedes comunicar mejor con tu comunidad. Y digo, la comunidad en general es Braindale, no nada más con los anglosajones, sino con todos los que vivimos aquí. That's so true. Um, and, I, and going back to, to English, because this is like a bilingual podcast, so we just speak. English. We're changing up the language like, uh, like it's just a normal thing, but um, that's, that's a very good answer, Mayra. Um, so you're running for Sprinkle City Council Ward 1 position to uh, mm -hmm. where can people make a donation to your campaign and where can people see part of your platform? Well, I have uh, a, a website, Facebook, and um, Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I, I, I do not have TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> no, no, like, I don't think I'm a, I don't think I can move that fast. <laughs> I understand. Let's be honest. I'm a, I'm a bit old uh, for that. But um, my website is uh, Mayra for Springdale. Um, and dot com, mm -hmm. and you can donate there. My in, my Facebook is Myra for Springdale City Council. Mm -hmm. uh, my Instagram is Myra under dash for under dash Springdale, mm -hmm. and I think that's the same for Twitter. You can find me anywhere. If not, Lilia Carrillo on Facebook, she will direct you. <laughs> <laughs> she will. She will. And she will and make sure. Early voting begins this month. The final date of vote, I believe, mm -hmm. is November 3rd. Uh, yes. So everybody, show up to vote. Show up to support Maida. And thank Don't you forget, for hold on. on. On Sunday, I have a greet and meet. A meet okay. and greet, sorry. Greet and, um, meet so, and greet. It's still the same thing. Whatever. Look, English is my second language, all right? Um, so come meet me. Come talk to me in español and inglés. Este, I'll be there. It is, um, I'm so sorry, I'm terrible with addresses, but I can look it up in just a second. And it's at Paradise Supply in Springdale. Yes, yes it is, yes it is. From so 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Yes, come talk to me because it's important that I get to know you, I get to know things about my community that I maybe I haven't heard about. So the address is 126 North Shiloh Street, and this is from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday, October 4th. Um, register to vote. You still have time today. I think there's many drives happening as we speak. And just, you know, again, show up, use your voice, vote. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Maida, for joining us this week. Um, want to remind everybody that Maida is running for Springdale City Council, um, Ward 1, Position 2. Uh, if you live in the city of Springdale and also if you live in Bethel Heights, now you'll be able to vote. Yes. For so make sure that you vote for her. Make sure you elect the first ever uh, Mexican-American woman, probably the, well, the first Mexican to ever serve in the Springdale City Council. Um, you all can make this happen. Please show up to vote. Every vote matters. Elections have been won in Springdale by 37 votes. Shout out Megan Godfrey. So yes, Megan. Happen. So uh, please show up, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for joining us, Maida. Thank you. Have a good day.